This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. I was one of those kids. You know, the obnoxious kid that always asked why. I hated algebra class because I could never figure out why we had to use a certain formula to find the answer. And why X? Why not Q or U or P? I was that kid. But I admit that, honestly, I'm still that adult. In my classes, I ask a lot of questions. The students that I've had in previous semesters are used to it, but they groan audibly when I have a new student who answers my questions with, I don't know, I just believe that way. Because they know that what always follows. Why? Their next big groan happens when a student tries to be clever and put me on the spot and asks me why. Because I'm happy to go into a diatribe as to why I believe what I believe or I've come to the conclusions that are the foundations for my opinions, beliefs, or answers to the questions. So obviously, I think why is a great question. It's one that leads us to find the answers to the important questions. Remember what Peter said in 1 Peter 3 verse 15? But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that's in you with meekness and fear. You know, that means be ready to answer the why. So I'm always a little taken aback when folks make statements that indicate that God didn't explain himself or that we can't know why. And because of that, there there are a lot of whys floating around out there as if there are no answers. I've even heard people who proclaim to be Christians that say, well, not everything is in the Bible. We'll just have to figure it out on our own and ask when we get there. Really? Wow. That's not a very kind God you got there. And it's not mine. Figure it out and hope we get it right. Mm, wow. You see, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the Bible contains the answers to every question we have. Why must I keep my body covered in clothing that doesn't show it off to others? Matthew 5, verse 28. 1 Timothy 2, verse 9 through 10. Galatians 5, Colossians 3. Why must I attend the worship assembly each and every time the saints meet? Hebrews 10, verse 25. 1 Corinthians 11. Why should I never speak unkindly to others, even if they're unkind to me? Matthew 12, verse 36 through 37. Why should I always put others first, even if those that treat me bad? Matthew 5, verse 11 through 12. Why should I never brag on myself? 1 Corinthians 3. Why must life always be so hard as a Christian? Hebrews 11, verse 16 and 40. John 15, verses 18 through 27. You see, even the daily tasks in life, like parenting, finances, friendship, hospitality, malnutrition, medical care, marriage, how to construct a good house, even how to take care of mold in a home, it's all right there. But you see, there still are a lot of whys out there. I mean, but remember, the same God said, Come, let us reason together. In Isaiah 1. You see, the answers are all there. So, I wonder about those whys. And I think about the questions that we ask and have, have come to the conclusion that, well, maybe we're asking the wrong question. I mean, it seems that in those whys, we really don't want to know why. 
do we? Maybe, maybe we just don't agree. Maybe we're really saying, I don't think this is right, and I'd really like a different answer. And it doesn't make sense to me. Kind of like I was in algebra class. I seem to think that if I just knew why, I would get it. But in the end, I just needed to accept that there was a certain formula that would solve the problem. That actually was the answer to, why do I need to use this formula? The answer was, it just works. That's it. It just is. Have you ever noticed that um, no one in the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11 ever asked God why? I mean, seriously, I, I looked it up. No one ever said, why a flood, God? I mean, you know, really, that's pretty extreme here. Abraham never said, why another country? I mean, this one seems fine to me. And even Rahab. She never said, why a red string? I mean, you know, they could miss it, God, you know. Why not something else? Why not something better? Do you notice that Rahab never asked, why me, Lord? They never asked why. They knew. That was their faith. So maybe, maybe the question isn't why, but why not? Why not do it? Why not accept the answer and just follow it? I mean, seriously, why not? Is it that we're just stubborn like I was in algebra class and looking for an excuse? Or just haven't given it much thought in a serious way like my students in class? Or is it a more embarrassing answer? That we just haven't looked? We haven't taken the time to know? Yeah, that makes the defense that Peter talked about a lot harder. Because, you see, there are a few other questions that have to do with why that are far more serious than mine. You see, my Savior asked one, and it's found in Luke 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? That's a big why, isn't it? Because ultimately, he asked the saddest question, the saddest why question. It really has me constantly asking myself the question that Jesus asked in Luke. You see, the biggest why question happened when my Savior hung on the tree and he asked, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know the answer to that one, don't you? We all do, don't we? And each of us have to take responsibility for him asking why. And we have to take responsibility for the answer that he got. Because ultimately, his question to us is, if you love me, if I'm your Lord, why not? We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.